0: All right. So back to cutting room floor, uh, looking at Moses's interchange with God at the burning bush um, and specifically how God reveals his name to Moses. Um, and thought maybe it just might be kind of fun to do a little bit of Hebrew exploration, <laughs> as well as linking the use of God's name in the Old Testament. Yeah. And particularly in Exodus and how that then sort of shapes a reading of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can start with a little bit of grammatical breakdown.
1: Totally. Yeah. So when, you know, God and Moses are interacting with the burning, bu- burning bush here, uh, God, or Moses asked at one point in the narrative in verse 13 of chapter 3, you know, what is your name? God yeah. responds with verse 14, I am who I am. Yeah. And we talked about that in a recent uh, teaching. Yeah. And that phrase, I am who I am, that I am part in Hebrew is a, a- yeah. And it's kind of hard to do without, like, visually seeing yeah, it. Yeah. But if you transliterate it, it's E-H-Y-E-H. Yep. A-way. Um, but then as the narrative goes on in that dialogue, and this is where it connects a little bit, um, God then continues on and says to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, and in your English Bibles, it's in all caps, L-O-R-D. And anytime you see that, what's behind that in the Hebrew is what we often would pronounce it as Yahweh. Now, if you can kind of, as you're listening to this, you can kind of hear th- there's some similarity here, right? Yeah. So I am a way, that's the Hebrew there, yeah. and then the Lord Yahweh. Yeah. And so what's happening there is that this is talking about the same concept, same idea, the yeah. name of God. But the first one, a way, would be in the first person. That's why, and we see that pretty clearly in the English, I yeah. am. Yeah. So this is the idea, like when God says his name in the, in the first person, it's I am. Yeah. And then this is what the Israelites are to say, how the Israelites, God's people, are to call God is the Lord or Yahweh. And this is coming at it in the third person. So the idea would be he is. Right. So you have I am, he is, first person, third person, Yahweh, Yahweh. Now, kind of another layer to that, what's interesting, and this is kind of geeky, but I think it's super fun. The Lord, L-O-R-D, again in Hebrew is... It really just four consonants. Yeah, so in the
0: Masorites, I don't remember when, yeah, added in vowels. Yes. To Hebrew like well, in the written language they added the vowel sounds. Mm-hmm. Yes. So before that, all you see is consonants. Consonants.
1: Which imagine trying to read, which on one level it seems kind of daunting, yeah. but I think
0: Modern Hebrew, a lot of modern Hebrew is written without Yeah, without the vowels. With, without
1: the vowels. But we have a similar it's not quite an exact parallel, but Sometimes I see on Instagram, like people's Instagram handles are like at, and then it's the name, but without the vowels. Yeah. And so there's a way that we we can kind of do this in English yeah. a little bit. And kind of similarly, Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. So basically that's the English vowels, but just, we don't need to know the Hebrew vowels, yeah. but it's four Hebrew, or sorry, four Hebrew consonants, consonants yeah. that make up Y-H-W-H, kind of the technical term for that is the Tetragrammaton, yeah. four-letter word. Now, kind of how we then get to the pronunciation of Yahweh is a little bit mysterious yeah. to a certain degree, because even to this day, at least from my understanding, most modern Jews hesitate to even say Yahweh. They'll just refer to it as the name totally, out of, out of reverence. Yeah. Um, and so there is this like some... This
0: gets back to saying the Lord's name in vain. In vain, yeah. And trying to not even get, not even say it out loud mm-hmm. as a way of reverence, reverence. or awe. Exactly. Or, yeah.
1: Yeah. So for for technically, we don't technically know how... Yeah, this, Kind of like Harry Potter. Yeah. How it was actually pronounced. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, in yeah.
0: Harry Potter, where they're like, don't say his name. Do you know oh, what yeah. talking What's his name?
1: Confession. I actually haven't seen what? most of... The, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>
0: like, <laughs> my wife
1: makes fun of me for that. Yeah, but you. anyway, the concept of being YHWH, uh, there's this reverential aspect. So kind of on one hand, we technically don't know how... Y-H-W-H was pronounced, you know, back when this interaction is perhaps happening with Moses on the burning bush. But over time, kind of what happened was these vowels got inserted and the the origination of like the vowels in particular for Yahweh comes from another Hebrew word, Adonai. And that's kind of the Hebrew word that, you know, on its most basic level is like master or another word for Lord. Yeah. And so what happened is, and this is kind of hard to do again, just audio, but imagine you have the four concepts. This is a deep
0: dive into... (laughs) Welcome to Hebrew Welcome, grammar. Yes, I know. Over is, time.
1: Oh, it's too much, I know. But it, just bear with me. Y-H-W-H, if you can just visualize those four consonants, uh-huh. and in between those, you have the vowels from the word Adonai. So A. So Adonai is A D O N I N A I. The vowels from Adonai got inserted into the consonants from Yahweh, and that's essentially how Yahweh, we think, came, came to be. So, again, it's the combination of the vowels from Adonai, And the consonants from Yahweh is Y-H-W-H is kind of where this kind of term then becomes Yahweh or L-O-R-D in our English Bible. So point being, every time you see L-O-R-D in all caps in your English Bible, that's the the name, the Hashem, the, the covenant, loyal, personal name of God that's revealed to the Israelites from, you know, the burning bush. And then also more fully explained on Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 34. That's good. And I think one of the really important reasons why this is important is sometimes we forget that the word God, and I mentioned this on the most recent teaching, is that God technically isn't God's name. And sometimes we we might say that, but for the Israelites, the name of God, like God's personal name, is the Lord or Yahweh.
0: And that matters. And
1: that matters because God is inviting Israel into not just like this generic, here's a title for me relationship, but this personal relational relationship. Covenantal relationship yeah. where this kind of gets again expounded as you keep reading the Exodus story And I okay. think a key moment here is that as God further discloses what this concept of Yahweh or the name means is Exodus 34 And we'll get to this in a couple of weeks in our Sunday teaching so I want to give it give too much away but the concept being this is the first time where this name gets kind of expounded upon and God says, the Lord, Lord, as is Exodus 34, six and seven, a God merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loyal love and faithfulness, keeping his loyal love for thousands mm-hmm. and forgiving iniquity, transgression and sin. And it's this concept of, OK, so what does this name mean? What is Yahweh, this covenant? You know, what what is Israel supposed to think of when they think of this name? Well, Yahweh being gracious, compassionate, slow to anger. And abounding in loyal love, yeah, and so it's bringing these two concepts together of the reverential fear of God, but also this relational, gracious, yeah. compassionate, slow to anger character trait of who God actually is.
0: All right, so that's the Lord or Yahweh, sort of a grammar dive, then with some key virtues or characteristics mm-hmm. of who the Lord is mm-hmm. now. When we shift from this idea of, okay, there's this covenantal relationship with this God, yeah. this particular God with this particular name, then you get to the New Testament. Yeah. Help us see how you're a Hebrew, you're uh, living in the first century, you're Jewish, and you're thinking, oh, Jesus must be yeah. that God, because when I read the New Testament, I read X.
1: Totally, yeah. How did
0: they make that link? Yeah, so because what... I- I, I'm trying to think, like, there's not, like, a sentence in the Gospel of Mark that says, oh, and guess what? Yeah. Like, Jesus, who you see right here, he is Yahweh. You know, the same person that exactly. he said, like, in the burning bush. And remember the consonant thing? Okay, we're going to explain it, Plan right? That. Like, no one does no that. No one does that, But that, yeah. there's all kinds of references and echoes and narrative. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, references is another word of saying it. Totally,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think was, it's really important because as... You know, one is reading the Old Testament. They're coming to know this God, Yahweh, at a deeper level. And these New Testament writers, they have read their Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, and they know who Yahweh is. And then when Jesus comes onto the scene, one of the central claims of the New Testament is that Jesus is the embodiment of this God, Yahweh, in the flesh. Now, and like you mentioned, they just don't come out and say it like how we might want them to say it. Like Jesus is Yahweh So when you
0: read on page whatever, that's exactly like, they just don't think that way. Oh, and
1: they're telling it in this, they have this story in the back of their, in their brains. And so what often happens is you'll have instances, like I think of the instance where Jesus is with the disciples on the lake, on the boat, and it's stormy. yeah. And he speaks and the wind and the waves, they stop and the disciples at one point, in one of the gospel narratives say, even the wind and the waves obey Him.
0: And that's an echo.
1: And that's an echo because if you go back and read the Psalms, who has power over the wind and the waves? It's Yahweh only in His voice and His power over the wind and the waves. And so you might read that story and go, Oh, Jesus has, you know, some miraculous power. He's Poseidon. But what's going on there is it's more than Jesus just having this abstract power. This is a claim of divinity in story form, but you also have to have the Psalms and the Old Testament in the back of your head. When you get to the letters, the New New Testament letters, there'll be instances where I think of Philippians 2 is probably one of the the most famous examples, at least in this regard. You have that famous sort of hymn people sometimes call it, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, what's interesting is that line from Philippians 2, this is kind of in the first five to eight verses here, is that that's an actual quote from the book of Isaiah. Mm. And in the book of Isaiah, the line is basically a copy and paste. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Yahweh is Lord of all. Mm. And so what Paul did is it's kind of almost like, not, not sleight of hand, but he just inserts Jesus' name yeah. into that already existing yeah. formula or And or if you're a reader sentence,
0: of the Tanakh or yeah. the Hebrew scriptures, you're a reader of the prophets and Isaiah, mm-hmm. you think, oh, it's as plain as day. Yeah. Right? He is saying that Jesus is Yahweh. Exactly, yeah. But if you're not super familiar there, and a lot of us are not super literate biblically, Mm -hmm. it's just like we didn't grow up with that, we miss it.
1: Totally. And I think this is important to see, is that especially whether you're like, a more conservative scholar or a more liberal scholar, the dating of a lot of these New Testament letters is pretty early as far as the time after Jesus. And so what this kind of gets at is sometimes there's this myth out there that, oh, it was Jesus' followers way later that kind of made this claim of Jesus' divinity. And that's kind of discounting, I think, that especially for Paul and Peter and these New Testament writers, that they are claiming the divinity of Jesus, but in very Jewish ways, yeah. anchored in the Hebrew Bible. Totally. And so it, it you have to actually know the Hebrew Bible to see what they're doing That's good. with these instances.
0: Are there other instances you can think of? Yeah,
1: and I think one in particular coming, I think, straight from the mouth of Jesus. Yeah. John 17, it's kind of the famous high priestly prayer, many people call it. Jesus says, and again, if you don't have like this name Sort of concept in the back of your head, you might just gloss over this. Yeah.
0: So, like the idea that you wouldn't say the name Yahweh. Yeah. Okay.
1: Totally. Yeah. So, if you're just think if you don't if you don't have that in the back of your head, you might miss what we're about to talk about. But John 17 verse six and John 17 verse twenty six, all part of the same kind of prayer. Jesus says in the first instance, I have revealed your name to the people, and then verse twenty six, John 17, I have made known to them your name. Now, again, you might just think, Oh, your name you know, it might be something to do with like reputation or character, which in some ways it does, Yeah. but on a deeper level. And I think again, tying it back to Exodus three and the old Testament in particular, I have revealed your name is referring to again, without saying the name because there's this reverential yeah. aspect to it. Jesus is saying, I am revealing to the world. I who am the are. revelation exactly. of your of name, Yahweh
0: of who you are.
1: Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. And I think that's again, really important to understand. Okay. What are the claims that the New Testament writers are making? How does Jesus see himself fulfilling and, yeah, and living into those claims? And how are the scriptures, in particular, the New Testament, looking back and, and seeing the Old Testament yeah. and how Jesus is the fulfillment of, in particular here, the revelation of who God that's is. That's good.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, so sort of look at the Hebrew name, this idea of Yahweh, and then how Jesus is the embodiment and revelation of that name within storied form. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament. Yeah.
1: Cool.